This episode of Living Corporate is brought to you by Blind. Blind is a safe, trusted community of more than 5 million verified professionals. Head over to teamblind.com to get the latest insights into salaries, company reviews, and interview experiences at thousands of companies worldwide. Hey, 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 hello and hello. How are you doing, people? Hey, welcome again, once again, to When White People Have Had Enough. My name is Vonda Page. I am your host, and this is the podcast brought to you by the Living Corporate Network, specifically to address action and accountable things you can do when you have had enough. My name is Vonda Page, and I'm going to get started by just giving you a little bit of introduction if this is your first time uh, stopping by, hey, welcome to episode five. I am super excited and happy to have you here. My name is Vonda Page, and I am the Radical Results Mentor for decision makers with real challenges who are ready to meet the moment. And what does that mean? I mean, basically what it means is I advise and guide leaders of all sizes from all types of organizations and institutions, groups, teams, uh, individuals, and families to grow and thrive through um, advice and guidance in rolling results mentorships, uh, as well as one-on-one coaching. And I also uh, deliver strategic uh, skills uh, workshops and things like that through seminars, speaking engagements. However, what I am here to talk about is what white people will do when they have had enough of how things are going, right? And so I am a change leadership expert, bar none. I have been in the field of change leadership uh, technology and talent since 1984. Literally, my very first job was as a consultant in a uh, insurance and services company back in the day like you had what we would say like a mom and pop shop or you would have a small business that did several things where now these are in separate places so if you could imagine the dmv um and uh, a, a, a insurance company and a post office and a um passport place like all in one place and we also did telegrams and things like that well when we got a fax machine that happened to be my first day on the job and it was my job to implement this fax machine into a complex set of business operations i was able to do that successfully then the next summer i got hired back and referred to do the same thing at a daycare that following summer i did an upgrade at the insurance company an upgrade at the daycare and then i got two more daycares and then i went to school um to college after that but i have been advising and guiding leaders ever since and the reason I'm speaking specifically to white people about their advocacy, about their action, and about their accountability when they have had enough of the status quo is because I've been in predominantly white spaces since 1987, professionally, personally, academically, or actually since 1986, academically, 
Um, I grew up in Philadelphia in a segregated community, uh, segregated schools. I was bused or integrated into a white school in sixth grade. It was, to say the least, an extremely uh, traumatic experience, which um, I, you know, will talk about because I wrote many, many stories about it in my journal as a kid in different notebooks. I mean, because it was horrible the way I was treated. And I thought that I would just, you know, just kind of keep it. And, you know, I, I just never thought I would deal with it. And I was going to lock that away. Um, and I totally forgot about it, you know, when my daughter was in school, because I just didn't think that she would have to deal with the same thing some 32 years later, right? And she did. And kids are still dealing with it. And so... Today, right, we see the impact of um, how white people have not acted on those things that are still occurring. And now I'm 53, my daughter is 20 years old. And, you know, what I see clearly is that it is time for white people to stand up. It is time for white people to step up. And this is the podcast that I am hoping is going to motivate you to move, to put your mouth where your uh, heart should want to go, even if you're not there yet, but definitely put your movement where your mouth is and get your mind in that same, um, that same mode, basically. And so this is all about when you have had enough, I'm going to give you actions and strategies and things to tell you, this is what you should do. This is coming from a black woman, woman. You should know by now, if you don't, if you know, you know, if you don't, hopefully you will learn that, um, you should really listen to black women. We have been trying to, uh, save the planet, uh, since, uh, white men have been messing it up. And white women have been helping the entire time, helping the white men, that is. And, um, you know, you are not my only audience. My entire audience literally is, you know, the entire community. Because what we need to recognize is that, you know, unfortunately, black folks and indigenous folks, we don't have the power or the prestige or the authority to, you know, make things happen uh, at an accelerated rate. But white people do. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you don't have the tools the techniques and the time. So I am doing that not only in my business, but in this program and in other ways that you connect with me so that you can learn and so that you can take action. And so I'm going to be delivering the news. I'm going to be delivering the message. I'm going to be delivering what you need to know in a candid manner. And so that is my long way of introducing the subtitle to the podcast, So the podcast, right, is called When White People Have Had Enough. I have decided that we need a subtitle. And the subtitle is The Tough Love Y'all Been Needing. So that is going to get updated immediately. Podcast When White People Have Had Enough. Subtitle The Tough Love Y'all Been Needing with my friendly face right there. Okay. So, hey, episode five, welcome, welcome. Episode four was Unpack Your Shit, uh, part one. This is Unpack Your Shit, part two. Them bags are definitely in your way. So if you did not figure out, uh, and if you are unfamiliar, once again, that is Erica Badu, and that was Bag Lady, an amazing song. You need to check her out, uh, read some of her writings, her poetry, listen to her music. Uh, she is definitely a force to be reckoned with in the Black community for Black liberation, Black voice, 
black artistry for women for families for community uh for the whole black experience she is an amazing advocate and she is a person um that i love her music and just her authenticity and how she has able to be just blackity ass black 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 Erica Badu her whole damn life. And I think, you know, she's also a person that, you know, she says, I saw her in concert one time. She said, well, she says this on one of her um, songs. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, right? Um, She's an artist and she's sensitive about her stuff, but she's also like so freaking authentic and okay with who she is. I mean, literally bared her nakedness to the world, right? And so I just respect and admire her. And Bag Lady, you know, really just spoke so much to me around unpacking his shit as I was, you know, reviewing the previous episode. And I'm like, yeah, you know, yo, y'all got to unpack. And you have to realize that your bags are in your way. So last time I talked about, you know, unpacking your bags privately, personally and professionally and how to do it and, you know, why and this and that, right? But I think you need to really get into understanding how, them bags are definitely in your way and how that shows up in your life, right? And so I want you not only to check out Erica Badu's old video, I guess it's the official video when she shows the women in the different bag outfits because it'll give you kind of a way to think about it, but listen to it, right? But think about like, what bags are you carrying? So when I think about the bags that white people are carrying, right? The bags that I think of are, you know, your family history, I think about your personal trauma. I think about your current life, whether you are, you know, a mom that, you know, has all the finances that you need and, you know, are just super happy with everything. But maybe you're concerned about, you know, somebody in your family getting COVID, right? Maybe you are a um, single person that lives alone and, you know, are, uh, feeling lonely because you don't have a community that was maybe built up over the pandemic. Maybe you are a person, you know, that uh, is concerned about the stability of your job and your employment because your employer, you know, is laying off people or talking about making drastic changes in, um, uh, you know, in, in workforce rules or workforce where people can work. Or maybe, just maybe you or anyone in your life is capable of giving birth and you are concerned that they no longer have the freedom to choose their own destinies because you live in a state that... um you know, is run by people who don't want you to have bodily autonomy to be able to choose for yourself when and where and if you want to bring a life into the world and become a parent. And so because a smidge of people, like literally less than a thousand people have decided that for, you know, over a hundred million people. I personally think it's bullshit. 
And I personally think, though, that it's tough love that y'all need when it comes to unpacking your shit. So when I think about all of the stuff that you got to unpack, right, you got to unpack your family history. You have to unpack your personal trauma. You have to unpack all the stuff that you got going on. And you can't unpack everything at the same time. You can't, you know, outrun everything, right? You can't, you know, eliminate everything, right? Uh, Now, if you're trying to do something simple, you know, that we know works through elimination means, right? You can figure out and assess for yourself how you want to make it work. I think a lot of those things are trial and error. So I think about myself and how, you know, because I'm going through a whole bunch of hormonal changes with menopause and, you know, dealing with heat flashes and certain foods don't agree with me and I feel tired and I start like sweating and then I'm freezing cold and then I have this little thing with my throat, right? I have learned through the last couple of years that there are certain foods and things that if I totally eliminate, I don't get the hot flashes. I don't get the um, uh, certain things like the stuffiness in my uh, sinuses and things like that. But when I do eat certain foods, um, I should just like expect those things to happen. So like when I eat too many nuts, when I drink coconut milk, when I eat um, dairy, not just eggs, but like cheese, um, certain things, right? Wheat all the time does it. Rice, <laughs> even rice paper. Like I, I try to figure out ways to sneak around it. But when I eliminate wheat and rice, uh, dairy, other than eggs and the super expensive Greek yogurt, I um and, and sugar. I live so good and nuts. I live so comfortable. Like my life is like good and happy. Like I'm feeling good. I have so much energy. I'm not having as many hot flashes. Don't ask me why wheat, rice, nuts, and milk, dairy, certain kinds of milk or whatever does that to me gives me stuffy nose and and make I don't know I don't know but I know that when I eliminate it I'm feeling good so that being said today's a new day and today's a day that I'm eliminating all of that stuff for as long as possible until I'm just like okay you know the price that you have to pay so there's too many things right that can that that you can say okay it's a lot going on maybe I can't eliminate rice and wheat and corn and dairy and sugar and oat and soy and nuts right um and i'm just listing things that i'm listing my own personal items maybe you're saying you can't eliminate those things well i hardly ever have soy unless it is in a burger that i'm getting at a vegan place that i ask them does the burger have soy in it um, and every now and then if I forget to ask and then I'm like, dag, this has soy. But other than that, right. I, I so soy is my 100%. I eliminate those other things are easier, easier to eliminate as time goes on. Nuts are a little more complicated for me to eliminate because of me eliminating, um, basically grains, right. From my, from my diet and nuts. And, and so nuts are, is, is like, is a delicate balance. So though, I know that 
if I'm, if I say, how do I want to feel? How do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And when I have had enough of being stuffed up and, and congested, right? Cause yesterday, what did I do? I ate Asian food. And so unless I get all meat, <laughs> it's going to have some kind of soy. It's going to have some kind of rice, some kind of flour. It's going to have some of that, right? Some kind of grain in it, right? Um, and so I know what I'm going to be dealing with the next day, right? And so I have to pay the price. And so when I decide and really get serious about, you know, what I'm going to eliminate and what I'm going to do, that's when I'm going to be like, you know what? I have had enough. And can I tell you, it's like a hundred degrees here and I have had enough of not being able to breathe the way I would like to. I have really had enough of being congested where I don't like the sound of my voice because I hear the congestion. And even if it sounds clear and and great, I don't feel clear and a hundred percent great because it's some things, right. That are in my way, right. Um, of, of being able to like unpack and, and get to feeling great. And it is, um, me not dealing with emotions in a way, right? That's really going to lead to me being able to unpack uh, that, right? And so I'm a person where when when I am um, in my zone, you know, like Kanye, definitely in my zone, right? Right, like, like, ooh, when I'm in my zone, I'm feeling great. I'm not dealing with allergies and as much hot flashes and as much fatigue, and as much problems and as much, you know, this, that, and the other, because I'm in my zone and I'm doing my thing and I'm killing it. Right. And, and I'm feeling it and I'm not eating on the run. So I'm not eating Asian food and forgetting to say, Oh, Hey, no gluten, uh, in my whole thing. I'm, I'm strictly, uh, (laughs) chicken, fish and vegetables. Boom. When I'm home and I cook, I'm cooking chicken, fish, and vegetables. Last week, I was kind of stressed out because I've been gearing up and working on a lot of stuff. And so I didn't food prep the way I wanted to. And I also didn't have my support and sustainability systems in place because I didn't have therapy the last two weeks and I was stressed out. So I ate out and ordered a lot of food. Now, I'm very specific about the food I eat. And so I will order food. And if it's nasty, I will throw it away. I will not eat it. And so I did order one gluten-free dish, but then I ordered another dish and it had some gluten in there. They um, sent, oh, the sauce. I think the sauce, I think it definitely had soy in it um, because I haven't been feeling good ever since. But then it was like the next day I was like, okay, get something different from a different place. Um, which was better, but it also had, um, I think it had some wheat in the prep of it. And I had like a couple spoonsfuls of rice. So I said no rice and they sent rice anyway. So I was like, oh, whatever. Um, and so I say all that to say, right, that when the different pieces are not in place, it's much easier for other things right? To, to get cropped up. Now, when I have my food at home prepped, boom. When I am on my sleep schedule, boom. When I am 
managing my business and not my businesses managing me, boom, right? I'm able to eat and sleep and rest and care for myself in a way that is like super optimal, right? And that supports my well-being. And I thought about that yesterday, right? And so after I came home, so I ate lunch out when I because I was at my office. I didn't take lunch with me. I ate lunch out. And then when I came home, I made sure that I ate properly, right? I made sure that I cooked for myself and and took my time and ate what I needed that was going to nourish me and nourish my body so that today, 24 to 36 hours later from the time I ate good yesterday, I'm going to be feeling great. So tonight by like 8 o'clock p.m., 830, I'm going to be really feeling good because it'll be 24 hours, right, since I've eaten very well. And now what I can do is since I am have a focus on it and I have other things right back in place, right? I've unpacked, okay, what wasn't working for me, right? Why am I not feeling a hundred percent? I've unpacked it and now I can start putting stuff back together and say, okay, now this is how I need to line it up. So boom, number one, right? What did I do last night? I went to bed on time. So I ate dinner, right? The right thing. I went to bed on time. I woke up naturally this morning without the dog waking me up or the sunlight waking me up and um I got started right away, right? I I did my affirmations, I did my meditation, right? I took care of my hygiene and I was like, okay, boom. I just need water and I'm ready to go. And in a few hours from now, right? I've already been up like 3 hours, a few hours from now, I'll have my first uh meal of the day and I'm going to start it off, right? Like like that is going to support support me, right? And and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to set up my therapy appointment and schedule time for a massage, schedule time and make sure that I have time for esteem, right? And schedule time uh, you know, to give myself a facial, um, right? And then put things on the calendar to look forward to, like, oh, when I go to, you know, DC, I'ma get a massage there, right? Or I'ma get my nails done there, right? So I can have that experience, right? And so it's a matter of, right, looking and putting into place, right, those things that are going to support what I need to do for myself. So back to white people unpacking their shit, whether you, you know, let's take one thing and let's only unpack the one thing that is in your way and let's unpack and talk about your family history. Just the history. Is there family drama in your history? Is there family drama? Meaning somebody got cheated on, somebody beat a person, somebody stole from a person, somebody uh, got divorced from a family that is like one of those families where divorcing makes you an outcast and you get shunned. Is your family, uh, you know, a, a cult? Did you grow up in a cult? Did you grow up super religious? Did you grow up in foster care? Did you grow up as an orphan? Did you grow up adopted and didn't know or found out until you got grown? Did you grow up in a house of lies? Did you grow up in poverty? Did you grow up disabled? Did you grow up, um, where, you know, you had any kind of family thing that happened, like 
someone died, someone had an illness, you lost your car, there was a fire, you had a pet that died, you had a family member that didn't respond to a trauma in the right way, you were in the military, your family was in the military, you were any, there's a thousand things. I know I just rattled off a lot and um, family history is real. Family history, right, uh, dictates a lot of things in terms of your adult life and how you grow up to eventually care and take care of and for yourself. And so it's important to understand that history, to get it, and to be able to really um, unpack the impact of it on your life. It's important to unpack the impact of your family history on your life. That is really the crux of it, right? And you have to be able to say that your family history is part of who you are. Your family history plays directly into your beliefs. Your family history plays directly into how you go about living your life because whether you are not, you are still connected to that family, whether you are, you still have uh, contact to that family and whether you still feel like you have, you know, um, contradictory, uh, points of view or a frame of reference or viewpoint of the history and how that lines up with who you are today. So again, it's about discovering who you are, but today when it comes to unpacking your shit, unpack your family history. And I'm going to tell you, unpack your family history and look for three things. Look for three things. Look for the truth. Look for the truth. The truth, as they say, will set you free. The truth is, right, the key to knowledge. And the truth is something that, if you can find it, will help you really, really thrive. Not just in finding out the truth about your family history, but the truth in about American history, the truth in how you're being fed, you know, information from all sorts of sources, but specifically your family of origin, specifically the media you consume, specifically your employer and anyone else to whom you are beholden for your livelihood, as they say, follow the dollar, but learn the truth about your family history. Unpack your shit. Them bags are definitely in your way. So, hey, thanks again for joining me. I'm Vonda Page. I'm the Radical Results Mentor for Decision Makers with Real Challenges. I'm the CEO of Radical Change, LLC. I advise and guide leaders and decision makers on how to meet the moment. And at this moment, one thing I'm telling white people to do is think about what you need to do. And when you have had enough, this is the tough love you need. Because when you have had enough, you are going to unpack your shit 
and you're going to recognize that them bags are in your way. And the first set of bags that you're going to unpack, y'all, is your family history. And you're going to unpack that family history by looking for the truth. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate you. And I will see you next time. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you comment on this podcast. Make sure you review this podcast. And make sure you download this podcast. Let me know what you think. Engage with me. Go to Vonda at VondaPage.com and go to tell me your thoughts and let me know what you think about the podcast. Can't wait to hear it. And I will see you soon. Bye for now, y'all. Living Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Doximity is committed to fostering an inclusive and diverse work environment where differences are valued, practices are equitable, and employees experience a sense of belonging that allows them to bring their full, authentic selves daily. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. So if you want to learn more about Doximity, go to your app store and type in D-O-X-I-M. I-T-Y. Again, that's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y.